guys, welcome back. We are on season 2, episode 13 for today. This came out on February 3rd, 1999. So I'm really excited to get into this episode, but first make sure that you follow my Instagram, that's Witter Potter, my TikTok, that's Pacey and Joey, and lastly make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel or any platform to make sure that you get notified for every podcast episode which comes out every friday saturday and sunday and without further ado let's get into this episode the first scene that we have is scene one of joey and surprisingly she's in dawson's bedroom and they're sitting there watching a movie and it ends and dawson asks so what do you think and joey says that was the director's cut right because it seemed a little bloodier and Dawson says, no, I meant to, I meant you and me. We did it. And Joey says, did what? And Dawson says, first official movie night, post-breakup. i rather, I rather say it went well. Um, I don't like the fact that he had to even mention that because, I mean, that would be a very uncomfortable. First, Joey's sitting here, and I feel like she was kind of pressured to be friends with Dawson, just in general. And the fact that he was just kind of a jerk about it like oh we're done with this like he was trying to be nice but I'm like eh. and Joey says what everyone else is thinking by saying well yeah congratulations I should go and Dawson's like where are you going Joe and Joey says well Dawson we watched a movie and Dawson says hold on a sec I have pictures I want you to look at and Joey says you're really okay with all this? And Dawson says, what, you and me? And Joey says, yeah. And Dawson says, yeah, I'm just happy we got all past that drop relationship trauma. And Joey's like, good, me too. And Dawson says, great. And so he motions towards the papers with all the pictures on them that he's holding. The big dilemma. Now that you're officially helping me in the movie and is who's going to play the cast as Sammy? Joey, you're a district, unreliable and ordinary. You mean that she's like basically Sammy, and that's why you want her to look at the movies and help you out? Just saying. And Joey says, Good, me too. And then, well, <laughs> and then he, she says, Dawson, maybe we sh you should progress below the notion that the character Sammy is me. I mean, and Dawson acts like he's not sure about all this, which we all know. Pacey even knew automatically. And <laughs> Joey says, I'm kind of, I'm amazed at how together you are about us. And Dawson says, time to learn to let go. Plus, you let go of me and Joey's face balls. So I, granted at first, it was really hard to accept that, but I moved on you're with Jack you let go so in return I let go of you and Joey says well uh since we're all letting go of each other I should really go um yeah I'm I'm really tired so I'll always have to you always have to do and Dawson says I'll see you tomorrow Joey and if it was season one they would be sleeping in the same bed together but since it's season two and everything happened they're not, which I don't, I think like a couple of times, obviously there was that one time where they actually did sleep together, 
But, like, I don't think they ever, like, slept in the same bed with each other, if you know what I mean. Um, I don't, I think it was, like, a couple more times. But other than that, it was never really the same as season one. And I was looking back, because I have this, like, I organized my stuff based off OneDrive. Because my school gives us, like, a lot of, like, data or gigabytes for it. And so I was looking into it and I looked back on a picture that was from season one and I'm like, wow, Joey or Katie Holmes looked very young in this, like the season one for like, and then I went to season three and I was like, wow, there is a big glow in this. And then I saw season five and I'm like, I can't take this anymore. This is so cool. Um, but I feel like, what was the point of this? But Anyway, I feel like when we go into each season, like, a lot changes, and this is one of the things that did change throughout the show. It wasn't, like, just Dawson and Joey best friends. It was Dawson and Joey post-breakup kind of thing, and I'm really surprised that he even mentioned that. So, they both say goodnight, and then she hesitates and turns to look back at him, and he's glancing over her, over his page paper to the role of Sammy and she's slightly hurt by this. I feel like his way of going, I might have said this before, but his way of being with Sammy in the role cast was like his way of getting over Joey in a kind of way because he says like, you got over me so therefore I need to get over you. That's basically what he was trying to say and obviously he shouldn't have said it to the girl that he did dump, but he did, and I feel like Joey wasn't too hurt by this, but we can kind of tell that she really is. So the second scene that we have is Joey going into art class, and they're drawing a new girl. So we already drew the new guy, and now they're going on to the new girl, um, which is going to be the cast of Sammy later. And the teacher goes, try and invoke a feeling that you have for this subject. Remember, this is your work, so personalize it. If you see the world in triumph, close, then go for it. And he sketch, and he walks behind Joey and looks glance at her sketch. And the teacher goes, excellent work, Joey. You're coming along nicely. Which my question is, um, there's a guy teacher in this, and there's a new girl, a teenage girl in this class, which I'm sure he's not looking at her, but it's kind of inappropriate. That's just my opinion. And... Joey says thanks, and Dawson enters the room and walks up to Joey, and she's very surprised when she sees him. And Dawson says, Joey, hey. And Joey looks at him around wildly, and da Joey says, Dawson, what are you doing here? And Dawson said, I had to do some research at a college library, but I wanted to give you my re reverse draft. Hot of the press. And Joey says, thanks, but I'm in class. And Dawson moves to look at her drawing, then looks at her, the model, and... Joey goes Dawson and she he goes she's naked which okay so I have a few things on this um number one why is Dawson like automatically going to the art class like I feel like you would wait outside the door but that's not how Dawson does it and secondly why why did he why why didn't he just go away like like, oh, you are just thought I should drop by. I feel like Jack, when he 
there is a big difference between Jack and Joey, I mean, Jack and Dawson throughout this whole season. But really, this kind of comes down to it, too, because Jack would never do that. He would wait, probably wait outside the door. But I feel like with Dawson, he's so, like, nosy and really clingy throughout, like, the whole season, too. Because he just wants his friend back, I guess. But he does everything in his power to do it. And even in, season, like, the beginning of season one, he was very clingy. And then we see that again in the end of season three. So... Then the teacher says, I'm sorry, but this class is close to wide-eyed visitors. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And Dawson says, sorry. And when he turns to leave, he runs into the easel. And then he finally gets out the door. And we're faced with the model, who is Devin. And a.k.a. the... Where, where is she from? She's from a movie. Um, I can't remember the movie. But you probably... It was Rachel Week cook that if that gives you any description. So the next scene that we have is scene one of Pacey and Pacey is looking at his butt by the way which I found the funniest scene honestly it's just so funny to me and it cuts to Pacey and Andy's room reading a magazine and it says Pacey says hey it says right here I can have the butt I always wanted in three weeks and Andy says Pacey I seen your butt you have nothing to worry about. And Pacey moves towards the full-length mirror and starts looking at his own butt. And so Pacey says, you know, it's no wonder we have an obsession with the poser. It's impossible to get a good sense of one's butt, you know? And Annie comes out of the bathroom attached to, attached to her bedroom and says, Pacey, are you checking out your own butt in the mirror? And Pacey says, me? No. And he quickly goes back to the bed and picks up the magazine again. While Annie goes back to the bathroom and takes her pills and puts them in the trash can. And Pacey says, I do agree with you, though. And he grabs his butt and says, this butt belongs in the Hall of Fame. What do you say? And Annie says, hmm, nice try. And she sits on the bed. And Pacey goes to the bathroom to get a tissue and then spots the medicine tap cabinet and checks it out. And he makes a face because he remembers it from the drugstore. And he's very confused and very concerned. Which I feel like he should have looked in the, like, trash can when he saw that. But at the same time, I would get it too. Like, you see a pill bottle and you're like, hmm, what a, why, why did they take that? What was that for? Um, me being the person that I am, if anyone took, like, a medication, personally, I would have no idea what they take it for so I would just end up looking it up because I wouldn't I wouldn't know what it was for like I wouldn't know that was Xanax when she was when that Pacey saw in the trash can he knew what it was because Andy told him I think and he just kind of recognized it but me personally I would have never noticed at all so the next scene that we have is scene two of Pacey and it cuts to Dawson's room and Pacey and Dawson are moving posters to different locations around his room, which I feel like this is another post-breakup thing that Dawson does, where he just wants to change things around. And Dawson says, so you found the bottle of prescription pills, so what, Pacey? Take a look, take a look in my parents' medication cabinet. It's a vital prompt pharmacy, which I feel like that's anyone's house. Like, I have so many medications in my house, but it's always in my parents' room because they did redid the whole um, cabinets in 
our house and they moved all the medication that was in there for like years like there was some from like 2016 this was like in 2019 and it wasn't very safe but then they cleaned it out and they put it in the bathroom when they redid the bathroom which was cool i have my own medication spot in the kitchen because i always take my medication at like eight o'clock and i always go down there if like i'm having if they haven't seen me all day and I just go down there like, oh, guys, in my vacation. And Pacey says, yeah, but this is Xanax, Dawson. Not exactly your typical Sunday m muscle relaxant. It's just for severe anxiety. You never know. Andy could be getting high strained lately, have you? And he's like, yeah, I've never noticed Andy getting high strained lately, have you? And Dawson says, uh, no, i actually been too busy watching her bounce off the walls. Pacey, if you're worried, why don't you go ask her about it? And Pacey says, because, man, I don't want to be make this situation even worse. She's already had enough stress as it is with her family. The way I figure it is if she opens up to me, then she will. But if not, then it's not as really my nature to sit with all these girl suffers. I mean, I want to help, but... And Dawson says, she's operating under a lot of stress, though, Pacey. Casey. The only thing you could do is just make sure you spend time with her, with you, with you is as stress-free as possible. You know, help her have fun. Which I feel like Dawson doesn't know how to make a stress-free thing. I feel like if Joey told Dawson this, he would just kind of be like, "Huh? What? Why?" I feel like that would be his reaction. And Pacey agrees. And then they turn to take down the E.T. poster, and Pacey says, Dawson, what are you doing, man? We just put up the E.T. poster. Why are you taking it down? And Dawson says, yeah, but there, it's in the shot. Over there, it's a perfect position. And Pacey says, you know, I understand that we're budgeting restrictions, but don't you think you're telling your story in your own bedroom is a little bit prestigious even for you? I like how Pacey's helping him out with this. Like, he's not, like, Dawson's not doing it on his own. Pacey, Dawson probably invited him over and said, Hey, Pacey, can you help me with this? And Pacey was like, yeah, sure. And Pacey, oh, Pacey just came to Dawson, like, Hey, I just saw this. And Pacey, Dawson was like, help me with this. <laughs> In exchange for your rant. <laughs> the next scene that we have is scene three of Joey. And... Joey walks up to Jack and says, Hey, I gotta get out of here early because I promised Dawson that I'd help him with tomorrow's shoot. And Jack smiles and says, Okay, do you think he'll have us working all day? And Joey says, Us? And Jack says, Yeah. Jen said that there was an understaff and she asked me to help out. And Bessie said she'll cover my shift, so... And Joey says, Oh. And how does Dawson feel about this? And Jack shrugs and walks away leaving Joey confused, and she grabs her tray and heads off to one of the tables where Devin is sitting, aka the girl who plays Sammy, and Joey says, can I get you something to drink, and Devin just stares at her, observing her, and Joey says, um, are you ready to order, and Devin says, mocking her, are you ready to order? Which completely weirds out Joey, which would weird me out too. And Joey says, is everything okay? And Devin says, yeah, I'll have a hamburger, fries, and Diet Coke. And Joey writes down the order. Um, Devin 
observes her while writing it down and starts imitating her every move, which I would think I would be getting kidnapped if that happened to me. And Joey says, um, okay, I'll be right back with your drink. And she puts, pushes her hair and tucks it behind her ear and Devin does the same thing. And Joey walks up to Jack and tells her to, and tells him to take that per take that lady because I can't deal with this. That's basically what she does. She's like, she's weirding me out. Which, I feel like Devin kind of took it too far. Like, when Dawson said, hey, I need you to do this for me, I'm pretty sure that's not the way you're supposed to do it. Also, it was the naked girl in the classroom, which I'm surprised Joey didn't really notice that. Maybe she was too, like, nervous for that, but still. The next scene that we have is at Annie's house, and it's scene three of Pacey. And Annie is sitting on her porch swing studying when Pacey answers. And Pacey says, hey, McPhee. And Annie says, hey. And Pacey says, how's it hanging, girl? And I like how he says that. And Annie says, I've been reading this paragraph in the last 20 minutes and I can't concentrate. I have a ton of homework to do. And Pacey says, I'm listening. I've been wrestling whether or not to confront you about this. But um, I think I, think I have to say this. Do you want to talk about the pill bottle I saw in your bathroom? And Annie automatically says, it's my mother's. And Pacey says, if you don't want to talk about it, it's fine, but don't lie to me. And Annie says, I started taking it right after Tim died. It helped me even even out my mood swings. And, and she says, and he says, Why, why'd you hide it from me? And Annie says, I don't know. I was afraid how you were at. It uh, doesn't matter. You know, you know, I'm, my doctor's not going to refill my prescription. She said she wants me to try therapy for stress, but I'm thinking it makes me more stressed out. So, which I can agree because therapy is very, very stressful. Like, when they're just sitting there writing, it makes me like, what? Like, uh, no, 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 leave me alone. And Annie says, look, Pacey, I've taken care of myself. Don't worry. Don't look so worried. I'm okay. And Pacey suggests that therapy is not a bad idea. And he says, but if you aren't okay, you would tell me, right? And Annie says, yeah, which my first thought was, no, she probably wouldn't. Because that's how most people like Andy are. They wouldn't say anything if they were hurting. Which, that's what she's doing right now. She's not telling anyone that she's hurting next scene that we have is scene four of Joey and Dawson spots Joey who is watching the whole scene, the film scene that's going on and Dawson says Joey and Devin gets up and walks towards her too and Dawson says Joey come here there's someone I like to meet Devin this is Joey, Joey, Devin and Joey says yeah you came into the ice house yesterday and Devin says yeah now you know why I'm acting so peculiar. I was studying you. Ellis Dawson told me the character was based off of you. And Dawson says, you recognize Devin from art class? And Joey says, oh yeah, the clothes threw me off at first. But you know, which I was saying, like, she didn't notice that that was Devin at all. And De Dawson walks towards Chris. Um, after saying, um, I gotta talk to Chris for a bit, but you guys get to know each other, and you study her manners. Which freaks out Joey half the death, but whatever. And Devin says, so anyway, I was going to new, a new method approach to Sammy, and I was wondering if any characters insights for me. I have a dozen questions I want to ask you. 
and Joey says a few dozen. And Devin says, well, I think that Sammy and Ward are soulmates. For whoever, forever connected by an overpowering al, al, transition love. What do you think? And Joey is standing there awkwardly speechless. And she says, his leading lady. Which, I think that this was a little bit awkward because obviously Ward was Dawson. And it was a little bit awkward for all of us too because I'm like, I, I think this was very forced. Like Dawson just rubbing it in her face and obviously Joey was going to help Dawson no matter what because Joey's Joey. But I feel like it wasn't very right of him to like, gee, hey, come check out my movie. It's based off of our love life that you basically ruined because you need to help yourself. You said you needed space? Oh yeah, I'll give you the whole space that you need. I'll write a whole movie about us. In fact, in like four to six to 10 years, I'll write a whole show about us. Like, yeah, I'll give you all the space that you need completely. Like, no, no, he didn't. He didn't give her any space. The next scene that we have is scene five of Joey and she is with Jack and Jack says, Joey, I want to ask you, this whole thing really bothers, bothers you, doesn't it? I mean, life laid out for the whole world to see and Joey says, Please, it's a movie. Why does it bother me? And Jack says, because it's about you. If I was trying to get over someone and get over my life, the last thing I would want was to make a movie about it. Someone needs to tell Oliver Stone over there that the whole movie is war. And Joey says, look, Dawson. Dawson is, look, Dawson is clearly over me. <laughs> Please. And she says, I promise. Yeah, that's why he's making a whole movie. She's just completely in denial. And Jack says, well, where's your evidence? Because I have proof to the contrary. And Joey says, don't think so much about this, Jack. I mean, everything is going to be fine. Don't, don't worry about it. It's just, and she makes a face like it's no big deal. And Jack says, you're right. As long as you're over him, nothing, nothing else matters. Dawson can do whatever he wants. And Jack leans and they kiss and they hug. And we see Joey's face doubtful of being over Dawson and it cuts to a bunch of Montron shocks about from Jack's earphones being too loud to Devin mocking Joey's every move and Joey and Jack kissing every other time just to make Dawson jealous I'm sure and I just I don't know why she agreed to this whole thing because I feel like if you were trying to get over your ex and trying to like be friends with them you wouldn't be trying to like get over them by continuing doing the movie so that was the majority of the episode really but it just kind of irritates me that she's just like oh i'm over you oh no i'm not oh here i am oh no i'm not <laughs> like that just that's how it is the whole entire episode basically the next scene that we have is scene six of joey and it cuts to joey inside the school laying out the sheets of paper with the photographs attached and Devin walks in, and Devin says, Sammy, I was wondering if you could speak to you for a moment, and Joey's like, it's Joey, and Devin's like, right. I feel like Dawson just automatically told this girl who was who, and Devin's like, oh, well, I'm gonna make this girl incredibly uncomfortable, and Devin's not that smart either way. And she says, um, I'm having a problem with this scene. I don't really get where your anger's coming from. 
I mean, personally, I'm not angered by nature, so I was wondering if you'd show me how to do it. And Joey's like, do what? And Devin's like, be angry. And Joey's like, oh, I see. I'm not actually angry by nature. That was the fictional part of the autobiography tale. And Devin says, right. So, how, how do you date one guy when you're in love with the other? And Joey says, look, I know you're what you're trying to do. Don't go there. And Devin says, please, I see you're locked with the puppy dog book, but yet you're clearly, your heart is with Dawson. What is with Jack? Your safety net? Which, it is true, Jack is basically her safety net throughout the whole episode. And it's funny that Joey doesn't really see that at all. Like, she just kind of, like, goes past that. And, like, really, Jack was the person that she went with next because it was the easiest. It was kind of like her rebound. And Joey said, ooh, you're good. But... I'm not easily manipulated. And Jack, Jack walks in and sees them. And Jack says, is everything okay? And Devin says, tell me, Jack, what is it like being a transition guy? And Joey's like, would you stop it? And Devin says, you know, it must be really hard to open up your girl, open up to a girl whose heart is preserved for someone else. And Joey says, look, you annoying, annoying little three-rated wannabe. Why don't you take your air irritating self and prey on someone who doesn't have a pathetic attempt to masterize as research and Devin says thank you and she walks off and Jack says what was that and Joey says she played she played she's too short to play me which true but um I just I don't understand why she was just trying to push Joey's buttons. Like, I'm pretty sure she was just trying to see why, what makes Joey angry. But the fact that she was like, I don't understand your anger. It was probably how Dawson wrote the whole entire scene because it was based off the dance. Like, basically, the whole thing was just based off of Joey and, like, the breakup. And, mm, no thanks. That would be a big no for me. But to Joey, it's like, oh. He's over me. No, 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 he isn't. Trust me, he isn't. We have scene four of Pacey, and Andy basically freaks out with Devin, who plays Sammy, and aka Joey. And so Pacey comes up and kind of pulls her away, and he says, Okay. And Andy's like, Did you see that? Pacey's like, Yeah. And Andy's like, Did do you believe her? And Pacey's like, I'm starting to get a little bit worried about you and Dee. And Andy says, well, don't be. I'm fine. And Pacey says, no, you're not fine. And Andy says, oh, great. Thanks for the support. And Pacey says, hey, just tell me what, what to do here because I'm feeling like I'm being screwed up either way. And Andy says, my dad is in L.A. My mom is barely losing it. I'm holding on to, I'm holding on my fingertips and you're the one getting screwed? And she goes, oh, right, that's right. It's because it's all about Pacey. And Pacey's like, don't make me the bad guy, Andy. I'll only, I'll be your shoulder to scry on. I'll even be your punching bag, but don't make me the bad guy. I love that scene because I feel like this was kind of the thing that, like, with the whole Andy having illusions about Tim, I feel like this was another thing that kind of broke them because they slowly like broke 
And I feel like this was one of them when Andy was starting to like deal with her depression more and dealing with her stress and having to deal with her stress with like medicine, which I do want to say that depression medica medication makes a like two-sided views of like what it does and what it doesn't do. But I feel like in her side, it just made her more angry and probably more depressed. And I've been on depression medicine. And it doesn't make you feel anything necessarily. For me, it makes me feel numb. So I really don't, I don't really feel anything. But to Andy, it probably made her feel like more angry and more vulnerable. And so she was just taking it all on Andy or Pacey because Pacey was the only one there. And Andy replies back to Pacey by saying, Pacey, I keep adding things to my list instead of subtracting. With school, my mom, Jack, you, some things gotta give in the right way. There's only one ascension on this list. And Pacey says, come on, Andy, you're not in the right place to make the decision now. I just, you're not thinking straight, okay? And then he says, yes, I am. For the first time, I'm seeing everything crystal. It's you, Pacey. You're the one to got to give. You're the one to cool it because us, that's the problem. I feel like Andy was just speaking I, I was stressed, and I don't really know where this exactly came from. Maybe it was from last episode, where she found the note and everything happened from there. But I feel like in another sense, it was just her being kind of a jerk throughout this whole thing. And Pacey says, Andy, you don't need it. And Andy says, yes, I do. And if you really care about me, and you really want to help me, then you would back off and leave me alone. And Andy storms by leaving a very, 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 very sad Pacey behind. Which makes me sad. So I feel like Andy just messed up on this whole scene. And it just kind of showed Andy's personality when she's very stressed out. And it's just Pacey was the only one there that could really like take her anger and really feel it. While the rest of them don't like can't in a sense because they're dealing with the whole family issues and she can't take it out on school because you know she's that's what she's stressed about so I feel like there was a reason for her to take it out on Pacey because Pacey was the only there one there and sadly that's what happened the next scene that we have is scene seven of Joey and Devin says at least let let me explain. And Jack, who's Walt, Ward, Walt, said, What's the purpose could possibly serve? You kissed another guy. In mine, there's absolutely, unequivocally nothing to say, ever. And Devin, who's Sammy, says, You don't know what you want, do you? You don't even listen to me. Chris, aka Ward, says, what justified reason is there? And the girl who spent her entire life pretending that I was the only thing that mattered threw me away on about 30, se 30 cheap thrill, 30 second thrill. And Dawson says, cut. That was incredible. That was great. And Jen says, all right, guys, that was a great shot. Let's keep moving and set up for the next one. We're losing right lighting, all right? And then Joey storms up and she says Dawson and Dawson turns around and Dawson says wasn't that scene incredible which can I say that scene was like making fun of Joey in so many different ways like basically he was like well you cheated on me so that was a 30 second 
cheap thrill like that wasn't anything and joey basically says like oh i need time to myself and to dawson's mind it was like oh no you don't you she's like you don't want to talk about anything what's the reason for this and like that doesn't matter and joey <laughs> joey pulls dawson's arm and says we need to talk and it leads to dawson into the classroom and joey says dawson why do you insist on reliving the most incredible detail of one of the most painful experiences of our lives is this your present self-defending way of moving on or is it just trying to punish me so i have to compare this to pacey and joey's breakup there was a whole big scene with the breakup and they were both at dances however it might have been their age maybe not because i feel like dawson still would have done that either way i feel like with Do joey and dawson's breakup it was kind of kiddish like he just kept rubbing it in her face like, hey, we broke up. You were the one that broke us up. You were the one that did this. You were the one that did that. And with Pacey, he just kind of didn't say anything. And I feel like that was a very Pacey thing to do and a very Dawson thing to do what he did. But I do like the difference between that because I feel like it was based off maturity. But in the same sense, it was never, it was never talked about. Like, that was the thing. It was never said about Pacey or Joey in season five when they saw each other again but in season two with Dawson and Joey it was always talked about it was always mentioned it was like every single episode since we have done with the breakup it has been talking about Dawson giving Joey space until last episode and now he's just reliving after he got her to be friends with her after he gaslight her several 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 times and now suddenly they're being friends again and dawson's reply to joey's says neither and joey says how can you be okay with this dawson i mean didn't we wouldn't we care about each other is this anything scare scarce to you i mean i know i have gotten over us and everything that went through have it ever occurred to you that maybe i haven't <clears throat> maybe I mean, it takes time, and I'm happy that you are happy. I'm glad that you found it easy to move on. But you know, this movie is self-entitulating and unfair. And Dawson says, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's take a refresher course. Joey, you broke up with me, okay? You have a new boyfriend. Which doesn't always mean that they're, like, over you, but continuing. And... <laughs> He says, you found your art passion, which she found the art passion before you guys broke up, but okay. And you have a whole life, and you, what do I have? And Joey says, a self-assorbed movie. And Dawson says, well, forgive me for not letting go of the one thing I have. And Joey says, well, that's not healthy, Dawson. And Dawson says, I'm not the one going to sit here and listen to you about me, what I've done. You left you jumped me i have moved on i haven't moved on okay i haven't let go you never let go dawson and he continues by saying and that's been claiming you for dear life to keep moving on and dawson slams the door storms out and slams the door which again i feel like dawson never really got it like yeah he hasn't moved on but like 
don't invite Joey to the movie if you know it's about her. Like, don't do that to someone. Either way, like, I know you want to be like, oh, hey, I moved on. Like, this is my pride. But at the same time, like, why would you do that to your ex-girlfriend? Why would you do that to anyone's ex? Like, I feel like that's just a selfish thing to do. Like, don't go there. That we have is scene five of Pacey, and it cuts to Dawson walking down the hallway by Pacey, sitting on his knees, leaning against the walker. And Dawson says, "Hey, Pacey, Pacey, you look terrible." And Pacey says, "Well, I should. I mean, I'm kind of screwed about this with Andy. It pushed too hard." And Dawson said, "What happened?" And Pacey says, "Well, she told me I'm unlimited, unlimited of her life, and she could do without." And Dawson said, "Did she mean it?" And Pacey says, "Yep, she meant it." Which I didn't feel like she meant it. I felt like she was just taking out of the stress because he was there. And I also who I thought Pacey should never take advice from Dawson. Let's be honest here. And Dawson says, then let her go. And Pacey says, what? Dawson says, I think you should let her go. I really do. I mean, don't pay the lip service. Just let her go. I don't feel like Andy should have ever let them let go. I feel like she just needed time to cool off, but I do like Pacey's response to this because he says, like you're doing with Joey, and Dawson says, like I'm trying to do with Joey. I mean, I've been fooling myself, Pacey, but I think I'm I'm doing it. That's the only way to get someone back at you, back to you. And Pacey says, you know what, Dawson? As a tech book healthy as letting go theory sounds, and you know, it may work for you, it doesn't apply to me. I mean, this case of the teen ranch gone sour i know what i want andy and if she's hurting right now whether she knows it or not she needs me i have absolutely no intention of letting her go and he turns to walk her down the hallway and i feel like this went back to when he told dawson to try harder because pacey always tried harder than dawson like he always took it a step further he noticed the little things he did the little things and this is when he does scene six of pacey so he goes and rings the doorbells at the Mephi's house and Annie runs down the stairs in her bathroom and she says I'm coming and then she finds Pacey holding a rose and says go away Pacey and she slams the door and he knocks again and Andy says I'm ignoring you and Pacey is disappointed and he spots something and he goes to the side of the house and he climbs up the window and this is what I say, when he tries harder, he tries 10 times harder than Dawson ever will. And he slips, he slips when he, well, Andy says, are you nuts? What are you doing when she opens the window? And Pacey says, is this the thing? And he like holds, is having a rose in his mouth, which is so funny. And Andy says, oh my God, be careful, because he almost slipped. And he says, we're my lady. Like, that whole part where he just, like, has a rose in his mouth and he goes, we're my lady. And Annie says, I don't believe you. Is this what you do by staying away from me? And Pacey says, oh, yeah, about that. I decided not to. You see, McPhee, I mean, I mean come on. Who else is going to put up with you? And Annie says, you know, it's just one shove and one, one long down, Pacey. Pacey says, I just need to come up right back. I'm just going to climb right back. And Andy says, you know, okay, you know what? You're acting like a psycho. And the last thing I need in my life right now is another crazy person. Go home. And she 
tries to shut the window, but Pacey grabs it and he says, No, I'm not gonna let you push me away, McPhee. You know, I think I forgot to mention, I'm actually a charter member of Annie McPhee's fan club, and as a member of the policy of our rational never waivers, through, through good times or bad. Which I feel like this was a really good scene because Pacey just basically says, like, he, I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna, if you push me down and I go through, down, like, a story of stairs or a story of falling down a window, it's okay because I'll just get right back up and I'll love you again. Like, he did not take that chance because he truly did love Andy. And... Pacey's, and he says, I just want to feel better, and Pacey, and Pacey says, I know, Andy, I know, and I can help, I know, and I'm not going to turn away from you, Andy, after all you've done for me, and certainly not what you need, mean the most, we can do this together, and I know I can help you, and Andy says, Pacey, how, how do you know you can help me, and Pacey says, because Andy, I love you, and Andy says, I love you too, and they lean in, and they kiss. Again, I feel like this is a really, really, really good scene between them two, and I feel like, because it was like that episode, because this is the last scene of Pacey, and I feel like with this episode, it was based off of Pacey and Andy, but never once did Pacey give up on her, never once did he say, yeah, she's right, and just leave it at that. He tried, he fought, he did his best, and he went up with a flower in his mouth, like, hey, like, you slam that door in my face, I'll come right back and I'll do the same thing. Like, I'm here for you no matter what. And this, we're a team. That's basically what he was saying. And I love this because he was good. And when Dawson gave him that advice to just give up, he was like, like what you're doing with Joey? Like, no, I'm not going to give up. Like, I'm not going to let her go. I'm not going to just tell Andy that this isn't all worth it because secretly what he was thinking in his head was I love her and I'm going to prove that I love her and I'm going to prove that this is worth it and that to me is one of the reasons why Pacey Wooder is like my favorite character because he does he doesn't act like this with one of his girlfriends he acts like this with every single girl that he gets with with I hate to say it but he did it with tomorrow he did it with and now he does it with Andy and then he did it with Joey, and then, again, he did it with Audrey, and then every single person after that, he just, he proves that this was it, like, he is such a loyal character, such a loyal character, and if you guys know what immigrants are, I think he's number six, which actually means loyal, and I feel like I fall in love with the people on TV shows that are loyal, because that's what I always look for. Um, I don't know if you guys seen Gilmore Girls, but I've been, I finished it, like, a week ago, and I fell in love with Lou because he is just such a loyal character, and that's my favorite part about any TV show, because if the guy doesn't give up, that means he's a true guy, that means he'll stand by your side. Obviously, there's going to be difference, and obviously, some guys are just stupid, and they don't see whatever's on their mind, which most guys that I've, like, see on tv shows and i'm like oh that's a perfect guy normally they're a good character and they're very like they have great loyalty but they don't have the good like talking skills and that's what they see in luke from girl and girls are like 
So that's my recap of the whole episode with Andy and Pacey. Like, I feel like this really showed Pacey's personality and how stressed Andy is. But I do feel like this was the very, like, ending of their relationship, like, sort of towards the end. The next scene that we have, and the last scene that we have, is scene 8 of Joey. Joey walks up towards Dawson, and Joey says, hey, and Dawson says, Joey, I assume you probably taken off, and Joey says, I, um, and Dawson says, about earlier, and Joey says, yeah, Dawson, I'm sorry, I came down so hard this afternoon, it was unfair, and it, and it, it's kind of hurt watching my life be reenacted in front of, in front of Cape Side, and Dawson says, it's unfair, I offended or hurt you in any way, I'm sorry. I just thought if I made this autobiography current movie that maybe I'll put the past behind us. You know, it turns out that's the wrong way. And Joey says, yeah, if only things could be that simple, right? And Dawson says, you know what, it is. I spent the last few months of my existence trying to figure out how to live my life without you. I mean, I tried acting like this doesn't hurt, pretending like I don't care. I guess I felt like if I wasn't over you, which he has not act like he hasn't cared throughout the whole episode. It's like, he has act like he cares a lot. Like, because he keeps rubbing it in her face, like, oh, you got a new boyfriend. Just leave me alone. You got a new boyfriend. But he has not been a good person at all. And he just continues by saying it's tearing me apart, but we have this connection, and I know our lives are destined to be intertwined. Oh, that's what Joey says. And Dawson says, we have to move on, Joey. And Dawson says, Joey says, yeah. And Dawson says, little today, little more tomorrow. And Jack walks up and says, Joey, you ready? And Joey says, yeah. And Dawson says, Jack, thanks for helping me out. I really appreciate it. Acting like the biker person. And <laughs> Jack says, no problem, it was fun actually, and Dawson says, good, and Jack says, do you want to hang out with us for a bit, help us, help you clean out, and Dawson says, no, no, you guys have fun, you have, you've given me good enough for today, and Joey asks if he's sure, and Dawson says yes, knock it out, and they say goodnight, and they walk out the building, and Dawson just stares after them. So I feel like with this episode with Joey, it was just kind of repetitive because it was mostly about Dawson and how he was moving on with Joey, and Joey just had the effects of what Dawson was doing to her because he said that he moved on and they have to move on, and like, and Joey says that she's acting. And she says it's tearing me apart too, but I but we always have that connection. I feel like that was just kind of how they were in season two, which we know that season three it just kind of gets worse. I feel like season two was kind of just slowly dragging along because in season three they don't talk at all, and for a long time. I mean they talk here and there, but they don't really talk talk and they don't really hang out as much as they used to which was good but that was also good because Pacey came in much at the time but I also feel like when season two came it was one of those things where Dawson suddenly kind of got a little bit it showed his true character I feel like if anyone asked me why I don't like Dawson and like just watch season two Watch how he reacts to Joey. There are so many red flags that I would tell girls 
a little bit younger than me or my age to just watch out for it. Like, don't go for a guy like that because there I've said, like, red flag, red flag, red flag. And I feel like with this, if a guy is making a whole movie to get over you, like, yeah, sure, like, that's okay. I made a whole podcast about when I was upset with someone from my ex. But, but I would never, like, broadcast it to him and tell him to edit it. Like, here are all my feelings. Here are emotions. And just to let you know, like, it's killing me, but I'm going to get over it eventually. Um, so I feel like with Pacey and Joey, one of the things that they had in common with this episode was they were just repetitively getting smashed at the whole entire episode. Pacey was getting yelled at by Andy, and Andy was frustrated because she couldn't deal with their feelings, and Joey was getting smashed at because Dawson couldn't handle his feelings. And those two together equal Pacey and Joey because, yeah. But they were in any of those scenes together, which kind of made me very sad. But another thing that I want to say is the way that Dawson handles things just bugged me. But the way that Andy handled things is kind of typical, but not really at the same time. And it really did bug me because automatically I hate people who just like bottle stuff inside and automatically snapped. And that's why we don't like Pacey in the prom scene from, like, season four. And that's why we don't like Dawson at some points through almost every single season. Because he just bottles things up and lets it go. And sometimes that's why I don't like Andy, because she just bottles it up and lets it go. And there's so many things where I'm like, why, why, why did you do that? But then I'm like, oh, she never told him. So that means she's been bottling this up for weeks. I get it now. So that's that's nice, but at the same time I'm like, oh, okay, you need to figure this out. You need to figure this out on your own. So, if you like this episode, please make sure to give it a big thumbs up. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel where I will be hosting every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow my Instagram, Twitter, and Potter, and my TikTok, Pacey and Joey. And I'll catch you next time. Bye, guys.